Well, this year marks the 125th anniversary of the first Zionist Congress, which took place in Basel. And uh, the World Zionist Organization decided to uh, bring to Basel people, Jewish people from around the globe, from Israel and from the diaspora, to talk about uh, Zionism currently and about the future of Zionism. And I'm going to be part of it. So... Um Going back 125 years, the Congress in Basel, of course, was a key landmark in the history of modern Zionism. But at the time, um, we must remind our listeners that the Zionist movement was controversial, certainly not mainstream in the Jewish communities. And in fact, because of opposition from elements within the Jewish community at the time, the conference had to be moved from its initial uh, <laughs> yeah. initial uh, destination, which was um, Munich, to Basel. So Basel was actually a fallback. Yeah, but what a great one. <laughs> uh, listen, it's a miracle what happened then. Think about it. You can hardly uh, think about any other national movement or, the, or power that created a nation state in the 18th, 19th and 20th century that did it without any a real civil war without any serious bloodshed between uh, fractions within this, uh, uh, you know, nationality and uh, different visions, different tribes. Here, Herzl was able to convene eventually, basically almost everybody eventually, and uh, formed uh, all kinds of organs within the general Zionist organization. And this was the beginning of a democratic process that enables Ben Gurion in 1948 to establish Israel as a democracy without any question. Think about it in, in an open way. Why democracy? We do not have any background. Jews came from all parts of the world. Most of the both of the states were not democratic states at the time. Nevertheless, it was clear this is going to be democracy, and the beginning is in battle. And who were those delegates? There was more, just over 200 of them. What kind of people were they? Well, uh, some of them were self-appointed uh, machers, as we call them today. You know, uh, people Wheel who, Wheelers uh, and dealers. <laughs> yes, wheelers and dealers. Some of them were serious representatives of important groups in the Jewish people. Some of them were religious, most of them were not. Uh, the ultra-Orthodox didn't want to be part of it. Some of the reforms didn't want to be part of it. They did not believe that uh, um, Jews is, uh, are a nation. Jews are religion and not a nation. Till today we have these kind of issues. Uh, you know, Aleph Bet Yoshua, the famous Israeli author who just passed uh, away recently, he felt that religion should not be part at all of uh, Jewish uh, identity. So uh, the, the same kind of questions are with us all along the way. And were there any representatives from uh, Palestine, from the Jewish the communities that had just set up there? I think yes. I think the answer is yes. But uh, at the time, obviously, uh, you have only few Jews in uh, Palestine. Uh, and obviously the whole purpose was to change it. Now, in later years, of course, there would be alternative proposals from where the Jewish state should be established. Uganda, of course, is the most famous. But at that initial conference, the initial gathering in Basel, 
was everyone united behind the idea that it had to be in uh, what would become Palestine? Well, this was the obvious answer that Palestine should be the one because people felt uh, uh, connection. That was the justification. But I don't think that uh, Palestine was the purpose of the whole thing. Obviously not for Herzl per se. The whole idea was, for Herzl, from Herzl's point of view, to find a solution to the challenge of uh, anti-Semitism in Europe to Jews. You know, Herzl himself wasn't Zionist most of his life. He flew away or ran away from Vienna to Paris because he believed that in France he would find some kind of liberal uh, um, interpretation of, uh, of, of a state which will allow Jews to be there free and uh, uh, equal. When Dreyfus' uh, uh, judgment came, came about, it was clear to Herzl that this is not possible even in a liberal state like France. And that's, this was the beginning, apparently, of his endeavor to find another solution based on a nation-state for the Jewish people. I think no one will deny the success of uh, the Zionist movement. Um, of course, we're speaking from Jerusalem now. That's a living proof of the success. But of course, the tragedy of Zionism is that for many people, it came too late. That uh, when the Holocaust occurred, um, it was pre-state. And therefore, there was no safe haven for the six million. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, from a historic point of view, the time passed from uh, uh, the first Congress and the establishment of the state was a very short period of time. But yes, you're right, it came a bit too late. Well, between you and me, uh, who knows if, let's say, my grandparents who perished in the Shoah would have used the option to move to Palestine, even if the state was established before the Shoah. We don't know the answer to this. But at least they, they would have life. at least they would have had an option. No, that's right. Well, they had an option without a state to move. You have to realize and they were able to stay to, to, to move and some did, like my parents did it before the, the state was established, and that's why I'm talking to you. But uh, maybe majority of Jews in Eastern Europe, in Poland, wouldn't use the, wouldn't exercise the option, even if the state was established before uh, the Shoah. But we'll never know. Do you think there would have been a Jewish state uh, established in Israel without the uh, initial Basel Congress? Well, how can anybody answer it? You never know what is the driving force of history. You never know if this is a person, if this is Herzl per se, and without Herzl, and later on Ben-Gurion, will still be Jews spread over the world without any definition of a state. Nobody knows. Another big question is whether the Shoah in a way helped to establish the state because of the guilt feeling of, of uh, some of the nations. Again, historians are arguing about it. I know that uh, Professor Anita Sapir, for example, says no. Other people say yes. But this is uh, digging back in history. Baruch Hashem, we live together in a safe, secured Jewish state after two thousand years that uh, nobody was able to dream of it. And final question, if Theodore Herzl could glimpse Israel today, what do you think he would think? He would be so, so amazed, so amazed. Because if you read uh, his uh, books, when he envisions 
the state, you know, Medinat Ayuti and the state of the Jews, his famous book. And Now, particularly Al- Alta Neuland, which was uh, exactly. a, yeah. a, a, a novel about what a Jewish state could look like. Exactly. And not only could look like it, he's like predicting, he's suggesting this is like a plan. And, uh, uh, and I think I can give you a few points. First of all, I think he would be amazed and assured by the fact that Israel is a leading in the high-tech world. Interestingly enough, Herzl was basing the Jewish state on technology. He was saying that we will be the source of new era in humanity using technology. And in a way, this is what's going on. One. Number two, he'll be very disappointed with us because religion is still a very strong force in Israeli society. For him and for Ben-Gurion, nationality was supposed to replace religiosity is a Jewish expression. And this didn't happen. It happened to some degree. But to a large degree, religiosity is very relevant to Jewish life in Israel. And I think that both of them, Herzl and Goyon, would look at us and ask, is it good for you or bad for you? Which is still an open question for many people in Israel. Uh, he would be amazed by the fact that Israel is such an important force in uh, world diplomacy. Basically, Uh, Herzl was a, a diplomat, and uh, right now Israel is holding a good stand in, his, in world diplomacy, and uh, I think it would, would have been proud of us. Um, I think we owe a lot to Theodor Herzl, and I think uh, he would look at us as real success from Jewish history point of view. And maybe one more point, if I add, he might be disappointed over the fact that um, whereas he envisaged Jews and Arabs living together in total harmony, that after so many years of statehood, the conflict is still with us. Not necessarily our fault, but exactly. it's still with us. 100%. I think, I think Herzl, being a European from Vienna, didn't understand the phenomenon of identity as we understand today. Didn't understand the importance of Arab identity, Palestinian identity, Jewish identity, and the collision between them. He thought that living together peacefully is the obvious solution. Uh, well, he was blind on this uh, aspect.